On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, we talk with Kurt Cascino, and he's the founder and CEO of Hype Life Brands, a progressive brand development and marketing agency helping disruptive B2C lifestyle startups engage the millennial generation. And since Hype Life Brands' inception in 2001, Kurt's team at Hype Life have consistently employed a highly progressive approach to creating powerful, engaging brands and fundable startups in the ever-changing universe of brand. While employing a heavy focus on precision marketing, keenly focused on building customer traction and long-term ROI. He has a highly awarded agency for a lot of the things that they do, and we're gonna talk all about the different platforms and tools and things that are out there and resources that you can come to know. But before we talk about those things, I have something I need to share. Today's podcast is brought to you by Stash. Become an investor with me. Get the Stash app, the app that makes investing easy and affordable to add cash to your Stash and use my link and you'll get $20 of bonus stock. Go to peppershock.com slash offers, click on the Stash app and get $20 of stock from me. And now it's time for the Marketing Essentials Moment, the basics that you need to help you build your brand and your bottom line. We're going on a marketing journey together. Today, I wanna talk about ways to get more creative. Thinking about when you are putting together your marketing strategy and your plan and all of the things that you want to do and incorporate into your plan. How do you think about the ways that you're going to go about making those tactics work and how you're going to get your creative out of you and onto paper or into the messaging or onto the billboards, whatever it is that you're doing. First, you have to think about the questions to ask and answer, right? What kind of things are you trying to uncover or solve? Or what is it that you're trying to do with the team or the people involved? What kind of questions can you ask so that you can get answers and start to visualize in your brain what that creative will look like. And working with an agency or working with other designers or working with other creative talent, what kinds of things can you do together to help with this concept or this idea that you're trying to percolate, right? And and just without overthinking it, use sticky notes, come up with different ideas for different sticky notes and just freeform. How many different things can you come up with about this concept or idea that you're trying to get out of your brain, right? So that is a nice way, do a timed effort, stand up when you're doing it, free flow through your brain to your fingers, write down the different ideas that you have. And the nice thing about sticky notes is that you can move them around, you can prioritize them, you can omit some ideas, you can expand upon more ideas, do more sticky notes, right? So I call it the sticky note throwdown. Other people do it. It's a part, part of the design think process, but getting creative helps you understand what it is that you're wanting to do. So asking questions, thinking about the different variations of those ideas that come to you when you are writing them out on your sticky notes and then creating that sticky note uh, board, if you will, or wall or window of putting them up there and just looking at those different things that could spark other ideas, right? And doing it with a group of people, sometimes then you're having that collaborative session together. You're thinking of different things. They're thinking of different things. They're pulling in their experiences. You're pulling in your experiences. And now suddenly you've got a whole wall full of ideas and things that you can 
explore and and talk about and understand you know what's going to work what might not work and why and what would work and why would it work right so just wanting to go through that process and exploring that sticky note throwdown and understanding all of the different ideas that come together going through that process and that journey can really help you hone in on what it is that you want to accomplish with whatever it is that you've set out to do so uh, without further ado, let's get into the interview with Kurt. Welcome to Pepper Shock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Pepper Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have Kurt Cascino. Welcome, Kurt, to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So, Kurt, let's tell our audience a little bit more about you and what got you started in your industry. Sure, sure. So, I started my agency about 20 years ago this year uh, in 2001, believe it or not. It's kind of hard to believe, but it's been 20 years this year. Um, Hype Life Brands is a progressive brand development and marketing agency. And we specialize in working with lifestyle startups, B2C, D2C, as well as challenger brands. So challenger brand meaning one that isn't the biggest, but they may be an early stage startup. They may be a brand that's been at market for maybe five years. I got some traction, making some money, um, not necessarily profitable, but they're getting out there and they're kind of gunning for that top spot and they are working steadily towards achieving that. So, and the last thing I would mention is just, we've had a, a heavy specialization because we focus so much on working with consumer lifestyle, consumer facing lifestyle brands and challenger brands is we have a deep specialization in helping brands connect with millennials. Um, and that's something that we've, we've specialized in for probably almost a decade now. Um, so all those things combined in our sort of uh, uh, holistic approach, you could say, to brand development and then moving on into marketing and advertising and all those components of what it takes to build a brand in today's market. Um, that's that's the area that uh, our clients engage us for. Excellent. I just uh, read something that the next generation, so it's the millennials and it's Gen Z and then it's Generation Alpha is the next yes. ones, right? And so now you have yes. like millennial moms who, yes. you know, have have their babies who are the alpha generation. I, I, it That's starts right. all over again, I right? The two, alphabet. <laughs> I have two of the, I have two of those alphas, uh, Luca and Nico, four and six. And uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm an elder millennial. So we, the millennial generation is kind of categorized as a little foggy on the edges, but uh, anybody born in the eighties, um, you know, so I'm a child of the, uh, stone cold child of the eighties. And so, uh, yeah, so the elder millennial tendencies are there, but I'm also definitely fighting, uh, I guess some somewhat upstream because our kids just even more than the younger half of millennials and then on into Gen Z, like just the, you know, they're, they're more digitally native than ever. And so just trying to, how do you manage that? Like my children don't know what a old school desk phone looks like if we went to Staples and they pointed at one they're like what's that they said you know <laughs> those moments aren't lost on me because I grew up on the tech curve and I mean I think that's part of how my agency's evolved to where it is today but I just grew up like right along I mean 
the internet curve, I guess you could say from early days of CompuServe and then AOL and GeoCities and, you know, mp3.com, MySpace, mm-hmm. uh, Napster, Napster in college, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Facebook, Facebook wasn't even a thing when I was right. in college, really. It was, it maybe was like a piloting somewhere, but not, not at the uh, university of Missouri where I graduated from. So. Yeah, no, you're, you're right in line. I'm, I'm kind of like an ex I was born in 78. So I'm a Gen X, yeah. but I'm like, you know, sort of the, the, <laughs> So you're the, you're in the Xennial, you're in yeah. kind of the Xennial category. So on that foggy edge where yep. maybe Gen X, maybe, maybe elder, elder millennial. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> and I have two teenage boys who are Gen, you know, Z really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of fun to, to understand that. And then in the agency, we have every generation represented right all the way from my bookkeeper who's a boomer all the way down to you know somebody just graduated college and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's yeah, widespread yeah. i i understand the differences in in thinking about you know how you market to those and what's you know going on in the world and so if your specialty is marketing to millennials who are then now having their babies of their own right so then thinking about what their lifestyle is like and where they're yeah. spending their time on instagram and tiktok and all those things right absolutely absolutely yeah and i've been uh i've been speaking and you know essentially preaching about millennials for you know the past eight or eight or so years um different shows radio shows got interviewed for npr spoken numerous times and you know something uh something i bring up just which is just common sense to me but that i I remind people is that you know, millennials are the biggest people group on the planet, like somewhere between 75, 80 million. So they have, I mean, they are the biggest buying power that exists. And one of the reasons why we do and I do, you know, Hype Life's sort of why, because we're big believers in the start with why concept, you know, is to have a positive impact in our shared tomorrow, because just doing work for work's sake or not having any impact in any way. It's just not, that's not for me. And that's not for, you know, my, my team. I, I don't, I don't want that. We don't, mm-hmm. that's the sort of thing we would turn down. Um, definitely. So, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of power in the millennial generation, but understanding them um, and how this generation operates, because it's so incredibly different from even Gen X and then even baby boomers. I mean, I spoke down in San Diego, um just gosh like three or four weeks ago and I could tell when I started to get into this stuff just how the room started to to split not not against me but just like the baby boomers had an opinion Mm -hmm. and they wanted help and then there's the millennials in the room that are just like nodding their heads and they're like you get me man (laughs) that was that was the vibe but then the baby boomers were trying to figure out and then you know they're mentioning like socialism and all this sort of stuff it's like you guys got to understand you got to go deeper than that you know and that's that's what we here at high Life brands help brands do as well so give me an example of a brand that you have helped through their journey sure um so I'll, i'll mention a couple so because we work mostly with startups and extremely early stage as i like to call them visionary founders so we work with visionary founders and ceos that oftentimes are at the, the seed of the idea stage. And so one of those that I, I'm most proud of what we've done so far is Huddle Music, um, which is a startup founded by a 
uh, a guy out of the East Coast. Um, he came our way. He and I started a conversation because he was interested in working with High Life Brands. And basically that was, see, we just entered year three as agency of record. So I guess that was a little like two and a half years ago, probably. And we basically helped flesh out his vision for a, a online music community that had a, a global audience that was designed to help independent artists and bands and musicians of all kinds, all genres, you know, instrumentalists to singer songwriters, to MCs, to DJs, and give them sort of a central place to build their career in a way that was, you know, not just littered with ads and just another siloed tool out there, but that had a social kind of a social community aspect to it. And it was also much more focused than say many independent artists start and they think, Oh, Everybody uses Instagram. So I'm going to use Instagram to market myself. But that is not a marketing plan. And I would say that to the CEO of an established brand, uh, to a Fortune 500 company, to a brand new startup, you know, that that can't be it. And so we've built this uh, and indeed does have a global audience now. There's a, actually my the trip I'm going on is a Huddle Music is sponsoring a, a music festival in Denver because now the founders relocated to Denver. So he's there, heavy independent music scene there. And I have a deep background in music and, and just the creative side of things, but definitely I've made music for, since I was probably 13 or something, fairly fairly professionally on some degrees of been in bands, released albums, toured and all that. So, so it's just a great, it's a great relationship. Hollow Music is amazing. And there's so many things on the horizon. Um, we built a award-winning iPhone app. Um, we, of course, first developed a deep brand strategy and then a go-to-market plan. We developed all the look and feel, brand identity, built a massive digital platform, built the iPhone app, launched that. We've won awards for a bunch of different aspects of what we've done. Um, and yeah, like I said, we're moving into year three and it's just, you know, as our goal is for getting our clients that are startups into a potentially fundable position if they want to go for outside capital, because that happens later, not first, mm -hmm. um, as many entrepreneurs like to think. So getting them into a fundable, fundable position is all about, you know, getting and tracking and measuring, you know, that customer traction, you know, do people really want this? Like it might, you might think it's the greatest society in the world, but does anybody give a crap? Right. Sure. So we have that and we have, you know, we're, we're up and to the right, you know, the, the, the chart, that yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so we've got that going on. And then I think uh, we just uh, got engaged by another uh, brand that's at market called Vixen. And they're a, I would say not a day one startup, but they are a young upstart challenger brand kind of going after that Zumba space, but Zumba is not for millennials, really, at the end of the day. You know, Zumba is huge. They're established, whatever. But that's kind of become, you know, you're talking about millennial parents and mm -hmm. Gen Z and, you know, all those kind of nuances. So, you know, Zumba would be like your parents' workout program. Right. So just by definition, we can all remember our younger years. We're not doing that because that's what our parents, like our parents on Facebook, I'm not on Facebook. Right. So... So we, uh, we just brought them on and we're just starting to work through um, kind of re-envisioning the brand and the, the MarTech stack. Um, 
and then you know we're we're pushing out towards helping them grow their brand uh and they've already got many many uh instructors signed on worldwide they've got classes going on so you know just like a lot of brands they you know a lot of brands have taken a gut punch because of covid and had to pivot you know three ways you know three different ways and seven ways to sunday and so now we're kind of all coming out of that and it's it's time to bring everything back down to that fine mm-hmm. arrowhead you know and keep pushing forward so that's that's what we're being brought on and pretty exciting stuff so we like the we like the challenge you know the yeah the hard nuts to crack so that's what we're really really about and helping our clients <laughs> solve those problems you know solving problems the unzumba for gen z <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) for women and it's it's very it's very female focused all about empowering women and helping them find their light and you know you can be whatever shape size color height doesn't really matter you know it's Mm -hmm. it's fun for everyone it's it's about dance and cardio kind of combined together um so that's why i made the the reference but yeah. (laughs) yeah it's a really really cool niche that they've carved out for themselves so we're really excited to help them start really driving the lane on that Sounds fun. I'll have to check into it. What was the name again? Yeah. The name of it? Uh, it's Vixen, V-X-N, workout.com. Ah, okay. They have an online, they've got an online virtual studio. So you can go do live, you can sign up for that and do live classes as well as do ad hoc on your own time classes. And then they also have a studio in Miami where they do classes out of, and then they're uh, the more of these instructors that come on and start as things open up. I mean, they're starting to open up. I'm in California as you know so we're like <laughs> i feel like we're the last state to open so everybody's like oh yeah we're totally like eating inside and we've been doing that for six months and i'm i'm thinking i think we opened up i think it was like two months ago i don't even know anymore yeah you know yeah. Time, time is such a weird blur but yeah and who knows what's going to happen with this variant right. and all that kind of good stuff so it's good to be online yeah. and and get your business, you know, into a space that's that you can yeah. use anywhere at any time. So that's exactly. a good strategy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So thinking about, you know, where you've been, because like you said, I mean, we, we started in 2003. So similar before Facebook, before, you know, social media was a thing. I mean, looking back to where it was and how things have evolved and everything's moved to digital space. And what do you see happening in the next, like, I don't know, year, two years, five years from now? Right now, I think what what's kind of going on in and maybe it's been pushed a little bit faster with COVID and all that, but I think the big theme that keeps coming up and that is desperately obvious uh, to us here is that you know marketing and technology used and when we started, even though we've had our feet in both camps, marketing and technology have always been very separated, mm-hmm. and then social media came along, and now it kind of got closer. And now we're getting to the point where, I mean, we've already passed it, in my opinion, so where we're marketing and technology are completely intertwined. Um, you know, for one, a lot of clients I talk to, they've had, they've had a bad experience with agencies in the past. And I think one of those things is that part of it's sort of a mispositioning and a misselling of what that agency even really does. Because I think a lot of generalist agencies have fallen in the trap of like, oh, yeah, we do everything. And it's like, no, you really don't because marketing and technology are such different camps, hats, whatever you want to call it, that it really takes a very particular and specialized agency or team, in our case, you know, senior team, to really bring that all together and to have 
360 degrees of coverage because it just gets immensely more complicated in the last few years. And every social media platform you add into the mix makes it more complicated. And then you've got clients chasing, you know, shiny objects and brands chasing shiny objects by, you know, or bit just like addiction to busy work. Like, well, we are posting on Instagram every day. Well, are you, are you putting any ad dollars behind it? No. Okay. Then you're, you're in most cases, you're wasting your time. You don't, you know, you have this and this covered, but then you're, you have all these blind spots over here because none of this stuff's hooked together. You don't know how to read your analytics, which is very complicated. You can, if you've gone to Google analytics, if you don't know what you're looking for, you can get lost in there all afternoon because there's like a thousand data points and not really even know what's important. Right. And also for all the hooking into everything, it can be tough sometimes to decipher what paid advertising and all that, which you have to have. Um, you know, I, I, I really believe organic, like the idea that I'm going to launch a brand, spend little to no money on advertising, but it has to be done strategically. It has to be aligned. It cannot be this ad hoc thing, you know, like, oh, well, we run some Facebook promos. Cool. But you need to be running across like the whole funnel, multiple channels. Um, and then even attribution is another thing. Like if you follow me on LinkedIn, which anybody listening or watching, please connect with me there. Uh, uh, last name is C-U-S-C-I-N-O, or you can search for Kurt Hypelife. I just, I just posted about this as far as how complex attribution is getting. So something we hear too sometimes for slightly more savvy clients is like, oh, well, we want to make sure that, you know, we attribute dollar for dollar and da 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 but it's not that simple. Right. You have you have multi-device, you have multi-impression or cross-device. Um, and yeah, Google's kind of starting to try to track that, but they're, I would argue that their stuff like GA4 still feels very beta to me and some of my team as well who feel the same way. So it's, it's just not there, you know? And then you have people who see an ad and they actually don't want to see those ads and they know better. So they know like, if I click on this big monkey button, this mm -hmm. ad, I'm going to see these guys are going to follow me around everywhere. Mm -hmm. But then you see an upswing when you're running paid advertising in things like direct search. So they see it and then they go, okay, I'm going to look this brand out that I'm not, you know, they don't, this thought happens in like 10 seconds, but I'm just saying this is what's happening. So then you see an uptick in direct search. So what do you attribute that to? Right. Yeah. Like it's not that simple. So, so at the end of the day, I think to answer your question, it's just, Marketing and technology are so insanely intertwined now that it's, it's uh, from an agency standpoint, I think it's really starting to separate the wheat from the chaff. Mm -hmm. um, those who survived COVID. Uh, second thing is for brands and CEOs, VPs of marketing, founders, entrepreneurs, really understanding and embracing that fact, the sooner that you do that, the better position that you'll get in. And you'll stop wondering why well, how come this channel or this, you know, one person over here, this siloed tactic mm -hmm. isn't really delivering what I thought it would. And then I've got three more of those over here and everything's like disconnected. And, you know, the convergence of marketing and technology isn't being embraced. And that includes the people on all these silos that you got, you know? So you really need somebody to bring us all together. And that's, that's something that I've been hearing 
<laughs> some of our clients and potential clients say over the last couple of months is, you know, we connect the dots. And I think there's a real, a real lack of dot connection out there because people don't understand which dot connects to which one because we have so many dots. We call it the brand and marketing universe in our realm and all the ground that we cover for our clients. And that's from TikTok ads to, you know, Google PPC, heavy PPC AdWords management to, you know, your web platform, your website itself. Mm -hmm. And how does that maybe connect to an iPhone app, iOS app, mobile app, whatever. And like measuring all that and also keeping it upkeep and feature improvements and enhancements and making sure that you know, user experience, you know, the human, we, all, we, we talk about all these terms, but the human on the other end has got to understand where the hell you want them to go. Right. And what you want them to do. And not get uh, lost in the path and get, you know, pulled away. And then, you know, you just lose it, you know, from, yeah, from yeah. the whole journey that they're going through. And, and yeah. you're right. There are so many different platforms and you know tools that you can use and then getting them all to work together and talk to each other and understanding it it, yeah. it is it's a maze exactly. <laughs> for sure like in the last five years with the the come up of like the shopify's and and the wixes out there and we don't we don't really deal with that stuff though sometimes we kind of get that as an initial like client you know humbly says this is what we have right now we know it's not good it's mm -hmm. not ideal but it's what we have so it's like okay well while we're transitioning working with some of those platforms, I think, and from seeing their ads too, you know, they've tried to sort of dumb down this marketing and technology conundrum mm -hmm. and try to make it easy for the every man uh, or the every woman. But then mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's a noble cause. But at the end of the day, you can't hack that. Like you just can't hack it. You know, this like bootstrapping and growth hacking. I understand why people try to do it, but I think because that convergence has become so intertwined now, mm -hmm. uh, I just I just don't think you're going to hack your way to success. Uh, even though success is relative, I always say that. <laughs> but I, you're just not going to hack your way to success because you don't even know where to start because right. it's not your it's not your expertise. Even if you're a really smart, tech savvy entrepreneur, you know, just tying all those platforms together is is immensely complex, immensely tedious. That's just the start. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite tools that you use for your clients that you recommend that they use or that our audience might look into for using? And, and t speaking of technology and, and all the different tools out there, what are some that you like to use the most? Yeah, great question. Uh, so before I answer that, we do have a section for this on our site in the bottom right corner. If you're on desktop, go to the very bottom corner. We have a section called uh, resources for startups. So it's a bunch of resources that we recommend, even if you're not quite ready to engage our team, it can save you hours, if not weeks of hunting and searching. And like, these are actual tools that we have used or we use actively. So it's not just like a Mm -hmm. you know, somebody paid us money to put the link there. Like it's, it's actual stuff we use. And if we don't use it, it doesn't go there. Um, but to answer your question, definitely buffer is a good one for social media. Um, Cause I still end up talking with potential clients where they're using something else. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, and yet they're having problems, you know, cross posting and getting content in all the places. If, if you're going to be 
one of those that says, okay, we're, well, we're doing Instagram a whole bunch. Like uh, we say, well, that's great, but we need to be a little bit more strategic. And you also need to make sure that you're at least disseminating that across all channels. If you're not writing individual posts for each one and you don't have a, a content strategy for each one. And I don't think that that's necessarily the first path of attack anyways, but if you got it, you might as well disseminate it. So buffer it for social media, scheduling, collaboration, having review chains um, uh, for QA, you know, quality assurance of what's being written and posted, and then some level of tracking and analytics. It's, it's uh, definitely the most robust option out there. I just got quoted in like some, I forget who it was even for, but that's also on my LinkedIn. But uh, I just got quoted mentioning Buffer again, so I'm I'm not go. a I'm not a brand ambassador or whatever. <laughs> uh, but they guys should definitely give me a discount. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, so Buffer is really good um, for PPC tracking. Uh, probably the newest, coolest tool that we're into. It's called Clicksees um, to help reduce. Uh, AdWords waste, if they're getting like bot clicks, competitor clicks and all that. Um, pretty cool tool. We just added that to our arsenal here in the last week. Um, and then what else? I think from a social media advertising standpoint, um, we, after TikTok reached out to us and we kind of went through some stats and, you know, we of course said, well, you know, we're not really our specialization is not really Gen Z. Um, we started to get deeper into their stats and they were talking about their, their widening, their growing millennial segment and what that really looked like. And that got us really excited because, you know, it's still a young platform, but there's a lot of, lot of people on there. And, you know, we just seeing things like uh, TikTok kind of surpassing, um, what is it like time on site or stickiness or whatever you want to call it over even YouTube, you know? And while we're fans of run, you know, YouTube advertising, just the same on TikTok, it's a different medium, it's a different challenge. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a cool spot to be and it's a, a less noisy place in a way because there's not, at least right now, right. <laughs> there's, right. not, there's not a mad amount of advertising. Whereas like if you go to Instagram, you know, I won't even discuss Facebook, but if you go to Instagram, you know, every, literally every third or fourth post is an ad now, like just open it up, start scrolling. Mm-hmm. It'll be, I, I forget cause I haven't been on there in 24 hours. And I don't count it anyways. I'm so annoyed. That I just annoy it <laughs> or I ignore it. But if you literally count it, I think it's actually every third post is, is an ad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely getting saturated there yeah like if you remember if you bought a magazine you ever get those magazines where it's one of the thick ones and mm-hmm. literally they're like 10 pages of full page ads and then there's like one article right and then it's kind of <laughs> like i feel like fashion magazines is what i'm thinking of you know so you'd see and it's, it's like well obviously it's huge but there's nothing <laughs> there's, no, mm-hmm. there's no actual content in here so yeah, no, i hear you it's definitely getting saturated there and then Another one that we've looked into recently for a client is Pinterest, which is mm-hmm. surprisingly one of the, you know, largest search engines next to Google yeah. and YouTube. But yeah. it's like, I don't know. I kind of, 
went away for it for a while. And then just like TikTok, you can get sucked in and be on it for quite a while without realizing, oh my gosh, yeah. that, that was an hour of my day. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of drivel on there that pers- uh, from a personal standpoint, I don't have any interest in, but yes, people do get sucked in. And I think, I feel like ads are more isolated when they are presented. So mm-hmm. once you start to do that, you just get a better placement. And it's, you know, honestly, a fraction of the cost of what you see on an uh, Instagram or Facebook, if you really look at the numbers. So definitely like that. Those are kind of the big ones right now. I would I just, we think of, and then I'll leave it at that. Just go to resource, yeah, yeah. the startup resources section on our site. And there's more <laughs> deep dive there. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say to advertise on TikTok, because that's something we haven't explored entirely yet. I mean, it's not like a blatant ad either. It's it's more of a, it's a branded message, right? I mean, it's more of a video that would play that includes the brand, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's got to be more, uh, we do a lot of uh, native, like native programmatic, uh, you know, all these words that don't mean <laughs> anything to most people, but you know, native feeling things. And so, yeah, definitely your content, you'll be the better off you'll be. And and actually, if it's a blatant ad, TikTok will reject it anyways. Right. Um, But the more native it is, the better. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something to think about as, you know, you're asking about kind of what's the future look like? You know, Mm -hmm. I think as brands start to explore more unique channels like TikTok, and it starts to move from you know, the fringe into the forefront of the channels that are considered. It's definitely something to, to, to think about. Have you explored Clubhouse yet? Yes, I got the early invite. I'm an early adopter, so I kind of get into all that stuff and, and take a look around as the first boots on the ground, you know, for high five brands. So check it out. Where it seems to have fallen to now, I would say I felt that that was going to happen almost like, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a left and right brain, whole brain thinker. And so a lot of times I'm getting approached with, you know, when somebody reaches out to our agency, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't have some biz dev guy that doesn't know anything. Yeah, we did for <laughs> in the very beginning years. So I, I talked to these visionary founders with really complex ideas and I can see it. So when I look at, and we're just talking about that idea. So when I get to see something tangible and I look at what Clubhouse represents and what they're trying to do, I have a pretty decent feeling like of, of whether this is going to really pan out or, mm-hmm. or not. And so, yeah, I didn't really have a great, like I get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. But the reality, it, one thing that I remember feeling was that it felt very of the moment as far as like we can do all like, as human beings and adults, because it's definitely geared more towards, I think, a little bit more grown, you know, millennial. I feel like the idea that we can all sit around in real time and, and talk is cool, that connection. But first of all, Twitter already had has this feature and they're not the best at rolling out features and like marketing them. Twitter, Twitter, right? yeah. Twitter spaces is already there. It's actually better. It's more powerful, in my opinion. Um, and it's more pertinent. But uh, the idea that we can all sit around in real time and chat audio wise is kind of like in the work from home era mentality, but Mm -hmm. we are going to be doing work from home forever. You know, it's not the first time that people have had to sort of like go one way and then companies go, oh, you know what, Uh, this actually isn't efficient, Mm -hmm. you know, at these big corporations. So we're going to start 
pulling people back into the office. And if you're listening to Clubhouse while you're at the office, at most places, most typical workplaces, you will probably get fired. <laughs> yeah. So then it, then it gets relegated to like a nighttime activity thing. And yeah, I don't know. That, that's my, you, you kind of get what I'm, where I'm going with that. Yeah. I mean, it definitely served its purpose when people had nothing necessarily better to do, but yeah. yeah right. <laughs> but yeah, now as things like pick up and I don't know, I just, I don't see it. Uh, unless of course more features are added to deal with some of these things. Like you almost need live recording capability on demand mm-hmm. type of stuff so that, you know, a creator or a host could host a room and then say, I want to keep this around. You could add in subscription service and say every meeting that, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, this, this guy or this woman has, I'll pay $5 a month to have access to on-demand recordings, you know, but these are all, this is what we deal with in our world too, is there's no end to the evolution and iteration that you can, you can bring, you know, as long as you're solving the problems that the, the audience, the unique buying tribes that you're, you're after with your startup are wanting. Right. So Yeah. It depends on the audience too. I mean, depending on who you want to talk to and how you want to reach them and influencers right. and people that can right. sponsor and moderate and all of those. Yeah, the viral, uh, I definitely applaud the viral FOMO that was created mm-hmm. uh, in the whole like getting an invite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of see through that stuff, but I thought it was really well done that it, it seemed like for a moment, everybody, it's like when people got nuts about the Pokemon game. Right. Back, yeah. uh, back whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the same as like, it was like everywhere. Pokemon Go. And everyone's looking at their yeah. phones, walking around, trying yeah. to collect them all, right? <laughs> yeah. Kids like almost walking out in front of cars and, and yeah. stuff like that. You know, it's like weird to, it'd be weird to see that now. And so it was like so of the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that viral FOMO thing with, with Clubhouse was really well created. Of course, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of capital and planning and execution, you know, but it, it does also play that really dangerous game of like that was of the moment and now that moment has passed right right it was the moment now it's gone yeah no I hear you yeah so that's what that's what you know we always try to work with our our clients from day one especially when we're developing strategies like building a firm firm foundation so that you know this is a marathon it is not a sprint building a business building a brand um, takes a lot of time, energy and, you know, and money is energy. And so there's, it's a multi-year commitment and it's not for everybody, you know? Um, but for those who choose to engage the adventure, you know, it's a, it can be very exciting. So for sure. Okay. What's one thing you wish you would have known before you started your business? Your business is not a democracy. (laughs) Right. Yep. You, you are the leader. Mm Mm-hmm. It's your baby. It's your baby. It's your business. You know, I could throw all kinds of good quotes at you. It's lonely at the top, (laughs) but you know, trying to get buy-in from staff and employees on everything creates a very democratic and dependent and unhealthily interdependent sort of group. And I, I've, I've, I've done it. I've like to say, I've made most mistakes you can make, uh, having been in business for 20 years, running high life. And I've seen other CEOs, even a few that we've worked with, I've seen them do it. And I've seen what it does. 
when you are the you are the founder, you are the visionary, you are the majority shareholder, hundred percent shareholder. You know, those are the hard decisions. Mm -hmm. Those are the hard business decisions. Like those are the things. You know, it's good to gather feedback on certain things, but you'll never get a full you know consensus on things. Yeah, em know? employees then, don't treat it the same way as you do when it's your own business and sometimes when you're trying yeah. to be innovative and cutting edge and giving new and being an early adopter sometimes it's hard to to pull them along with you and you just have to right. make the decision and say this is what we're doing this is where we're going you know <laughs> yeah we, we've come into uh we've come in as an agency to at least a couple clients in the past where i really feel like we came into a few things where we were kind of questioning well why you know why are you heading down this road on this thing or that thing. And it was like, oh, well, you know, something to the effect of, well, some of our team thought it would be a good idea, mm -hmm. but this team are, you know, pretty new. They're, they're young and they're not even on the marketing side of the business per se, marketing or mm -hmm. sales for that matter, or brand management or nothing related. They may not even and be their target audience, right? The, exactly. Exactly. They're trying to attract, right? They were, they were, one of the things I'm thinking of is like they were trying to attract more people like them. But the reality was, if you looked at the, the sales statistics and the e-commerce numbers, it's like, no, you're, you know, your, your primary buyer is, uh, you know, blankety blank age. And in Gen X, what you're doing now, it just doesn't like that generation has their own products that they want in the space that you're in. And you guys just aren't it. That's cool though. But these people have lots of money to spend. So that's cool. Right. That's where energy should be focused. Mm -hmm. So I've seen some pretty expensive democratic decisions get made that were not successful mm -hmm. because it wasn't the, the founder or the CEO that really felt in their heart that this is what we need. This is the next thing, you know? So you just got to be careful with that stuff. That's all. No, that's good. That's good advice for sure. Not you can't always take the advice of everyone that's around you. You also have to make right. decisions to, to lead them forward. So, yeah, so many things to think about balance. And, you know, I always say if they were really in a position to make those decisions, they'd be running a business of their own. True. That is right. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, Kurt, how can people reach out to you and uh, get in touch with you if they want to go to your website? Give us all the all the details. Yeah, so you can go to uh, hypelifebrands.com, H-Y-P-E, lifebrands.com. Um, we've got a, a on-site chat there if you want to chat with us. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Again, just you can search for Kurt, C-U-R-T, Hype Life. You'll, you'll find me. And you can also email me directly at Kurt, C-U-R-T, at hypelifebrands.com. Uh, happy to help, answer, do anything, you know, we can, we can to assist with any... Uh, anything in the brand and marketing realm, technology, advertising, all, all that. So just take a look around our site. You'll get it and uh, connect with us. And we'd love to chat. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing all of the various generations and tools and all the things. I love it. Yeah. All the things. That's all it. the things. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them, but yeah. It no, really I'm... is. <laughs> that really is. Yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure. 
Absolutely. And for those of you listening, if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe to the Marketing Expedition podcast and share it or give us a review. Those are the best things that you can do for us. If you enjoyed this episode with Kurt today, uh, let us know. We want to hear from you. All right. Thanks so much. And until next time, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition podcast. Find more online at peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.